May we have your name, sir? Huh. My name is John Charles Everett Fred L. C.J.J. Holstead. What's your name again? Templeton. Huh? Livingston. Templeton or Livingston? Well, uh, like it's written there. Now make up your mind. Which one? Well, look here. You see, Garrison. Hmm? You got it? Garrison with a double T. It's with a double T. Let's see, there's Gaines, Gale, mm -hmm. Hendricks. There's nothing here. Listen, shall I call security? Oh, it's Franks and Williams. That's hey! it, I saw it. You burned it and my name was on it. Oh. Hey! What's going on here? I'll tell you what's going on here. It's absolutely incredible. Those two men are drunk. And on top of that, went on patrol. And on top of that, it's the first thing in the morning. Now, don't let it happen again, understand, Sergeant? Yes, sir. Yes, Captain. Yes, sir. It won't happen again, sir. Hmm. You are listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often. You've been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on sight. Hello and welcome back. It is They Must Be Destroyed on Site, episode 264. And I'm your host, Lee. I can't even do it with a $100 rod, Russell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I have joined by my co-hosts with the most. Is Lee, there's no doubt the Martians flew in and the light went out, Hardy. How you doing? That's about right. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the only reason lights go out is because of Martians. That's right, yeah. Yeah, it's not anything to do with anything else, just the Martians. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have a special guest, Vaughn. A dose of cocaine ought to calm him down, Coolmeyer. How you doing, sir? <laughs> hey, what's up? About right. Yeah. Yeah, give, or, give or take. One, one and a half, you know. And uh, yeah, we were, we've been kind of like pushing it back. Like, we're eventually going to do Predator. Yeah. But it well, keeps getting. I understand why you keep pushing it back because you have a certain, you know, fucking pinto bean you got to deal with. Uh, I can't make it. <laughs> well, it's a different Daniel. It's, oh, it's not. It's not Segura. Oh. No, I don't care. He still sucks. That guy. Yeah, that's Segura. he's the worst fucking person in the world. He's never going to hear this, so I don't care. I just, just going to put it out there. <laughs> last, last twenty episodes, the best one was his latest one. Just saying. I know, right? Everybody's yeah. telling me that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but no, no. Uh, Daniel's work schedule has been a little crazy, and oh. Lee and I can definitely relate to that shit. But yeah, we're eventually going to get to Predator, but we were just like, hey, let's just do something fucking light and breezy. And, you know, this might be a, like, I don't know if there's any other podcast that's actually ever covered this fucking film. So it might be a first. Yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, we decided, hey, we'll do some Bud Spencer. Why not? We'll do some solo Bud Spencer and like a kid's film of all things. And it's the Sheriff and the Satellite Kid from 1979. So uh, uh, we're going to check that out. Before we get to that, we do have some uh, business to take care of. Lee fucked up and, and ruined the reputation of this podcast last episode oh. by getting things wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I ruined the reputation of this podcast. Me. No. Just yeah, I know you. Me. you. I understand. It's because I'm a woman. I fuck everything up. <laughs> I, actually, it's, it's just you You didn't go a little deeper in your research. That's all. You, you, wow. you, 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 you assume that the uh, Paul Bartel was a very, very short man. Not very short, but just like average height. Okay. First of all, I had been searching <coughs> Paul Bartel because I was looking at other movies I was in because mm-hmm. I, uh, I do that now when I'm looking at movies. I try to see what else there is then see if there's anything else we want to do. Right. And obviously, Google knew who I was searching for and it popped up with Paul Bartel is this height. And <laughs> so I just believed it. So fuck you, Google. <laughs> well, the, the, the thing is, there, there's another actor called Paul Bartel who is a very short man. So um, I didn't lie. I just... <laughs> we we just talked about the wrong Paul Bartel. That's all. Um, but yeah, so we you know we we talked for I don't know like twenty minutes about how he's short and he's probably wore lists in his shoes to match yeah. Mary Warnoff and he did he did that was all lies. <laughs> Terrible people you are. Yeah, how awful. We're awful. I mean everyone everyone holds us up to such lofty standards. The, I, uh, I think the sixty the people with- listen. I think the problem with their kind of teaming up, even though I think I love their teaming up, is that Paul Tell is a homosexual, and you know Mary Warnoff is a fucking fox. That's the problem. I think there, there's no sexual, <laughs> there's no sexuality between the two of them, you know, and that's what kind of makes their kind of teaming up very well. It's not because he's a small man and she's, oh, she's a fucking. Even right now, even at her age, I still fuck her. Oh my god, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, holy shit! Yeah, the, the the thing is, like, in I was I was reading more after we did the podcast on URL because I was desperately trying to fact check whether Paul Bartel was a midget or not. And I never said midget. (laughs) What is coming up? I think I think I think at one point on the podcast you actually alluded to the fact that you were probably slightly taller than him. Um taller than nobody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, now it comes up. Four eleven. Anybody who's in the five feet range already beats me. Yeah, <laughs> um, but but yeah, I was I was like looking at like reviews and stuff of it after the fact, and I was like, yeah. a lot of people were saying, uh, and I didn't pick this up while watching Eating Raul that maybe he actually is a closeted man in the actual film, oh. and that's why their relationship is so asexual. But who knows? I, I don't know. That's Hmm. And I, I feel like maybe people are maybe reaching a little bit, but I mean, it could be possible. I could have missed something, but uh, yeah. Or he's just know, short. <laughs> yeah. He's just really short. You know. short. <laughs> but yeah, we, you know, when we, when we fuck up, we try to correct it. So uh, we, we corrected it. And uh, I don't think people are running away from that, from her comments on, on how small he is. I think they're running away from the other kind of, you know, soapbox comments she's been making in the last two or three weeks. If anything, <laughs> you have a couple of you have a couple of Chads still running around this uh, listening to this show. They they've clearly ran off in the last two weeks. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a service. No, actually, <laughs> I, I totally, I totally approve of that. If, if, if you're, clear, you're clearing house, so yeah. Mm. Like, where's this going? Can we fast forward through this? No, oh, she's still going. Oh Christ, I can't listen to this anymore. I mean, if, if yeah. we if we if we can trim it down to thirty people that are really fucking cool, then I'm <laughs> yeah, fine right? with that, man. Yeah, fucking definitely. fine with that. But um. Yeah, we can move on uh, to okay. what we've watched in the last little while, and uh, I'll throw over to you first, Vaughn. Okay, so I watched a film that is kind of uh, divisive um, to me and at least to uh, Lee over there. So they decided to remake Watch Out, We're Mad, um, mm. which came out in Italy at the beginning of the year, and it just recently sat and just recently just showed up on Netflix last week. Um, so, like, this is a remake sequel to the 1974 Bud Spencer Terrence Hill film, um, where they pretty much take the concept of that film and just fuck it all up. <laughs> um, I didn't mind the guys who played our kind of like our Bud Spencer Terrence Hill kind of stand-ins, um, Eduardo Passi and Alessandro Roja. Um, and the film kind of starts off with like a kind of a comics panel recap of the first film, like pretty much shows us the whole fil- first film in like first ten, five minutes. Oh wait, are um, they are they playing like the kids of? Yes, so oh. they're playing the kids of Bud Spencer. Okay, because they character. So they kind of they kind of did that with one of their later Bud Spencer Terrence Hill films in the nineties mm-hmm. too, right? They kind of had the same, yeah. same concept. I think so. Yeah, um, because at the beginning you get the kind of introduction of the fa- uh, the father and his friend, and they're adversaries, and they won this buggy, and then they got in fight mm-hmm. with the the mom, you know, the whole fucking thing. Um, so that ends and we find out that Spencer either won the buggy or, you know, over the time that he won the buggy ultimately. Right. So the kids. Go, so and we have this kind of flashback with the kids riding the buggy out there and we get a little cameo of Spencer. It's just a, it's a kind of a stand alike, you know, back alike, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, and they drive off with the buggy and they get the buggy stolen from them. Dun, dun, dun. Which which always which automatically flares me because it's like if you actually watch the original film, he wouldn't have let that goddamn thing go for the life of him. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, so it's like if his, his two dumb kids got it stolen from them because they like, lost at a card game, he would have went and found that these two guys beat them up and brought the buggy back. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So it's just like, uh, so whatever. So you, you go to the future. These now, these two now are grown adults. You typically, they're kind of just stand-ins for Bud Spencer and Chandler. One's playing a kind of a Bud Spencer character. One's playing a Terrence Hill character. You have, the kind of brutish, kind of goof, you know, goofy kind of character, and you have the more kind of sly, um, kind of roguish character. Mm-hmm. Um, they, for some odd reason, decide to, you know, kind of honor their father, um, and they ro- do a ro- road race, the whole thing. They win a buggy together, so they're fighting over this stupid buggy, and there's not a there's a there's a mob in there and it's there's another circus and there's a gang well, there's a gang now but all the kind of little silly fun little bits in that film like the you know the assassin and the fucking and bud spencer's kind of little dance troupe that he has to deal with all that stuff all that kind of funny whimsical stuff that's in the original film is out there and it's more of a kind of an action comedy you know so there's a lot more fist fights and stuff like that but it just really falls short you know what I mean? For some odd reason, when they want to introduce characters, they do this kind of freeze frame comic panel where they okay. like the name, like kind of like a video game. You know, when you were playing like um, uh, like any kind of game where the, a character gets introduced and it stops for a second, and the name of the guy flies past, and then it goes <laughs> back into the fil- and back into the film. They're like, 
oh, what the fuck is that? So it's like, <laughs> I didn't mind the actors, they say. It's just the story was really lacking something. And the, and the action in general just wasn't really all that up to snuff. Mm. And it's just like, uh, like, really? And, and like, I don't, Netflix is really not pushing it because, like, you sent me, like, I'm like, you put on the line, like, a, like an Indian trailer or something like that, or like yeah, this where I fucked up. I thought it was like a Hindi, like a. That's Bollywood what I did, movie. and then yeah. I and then I did some research, and I was like, oh, it's Italian. Okay, at least Ooh. it's Italian. I don't even <laughs> I don't even watched it in Italian, like I because you can go through Netflix through the through the audio, and it's like I want to watch this in its original language with subtitles because you actually can, and it okay. still didn't do anything for me. I was uh, like, I was able to sit there, you know, pay attention to the whole film, but it's just very lacking and kind of like. If you don't know who these characters are, you could probably watch it while like folding clothes and just kind of be, you know, in amused by it. But it's not like it's yeah, it's just kind of for a person for myself and for you and I even for Lee, who's seen a couple of these films. Um, it's just like now it's like now you don't want to waste your fucking time with it. Yeah, it's kind of an um, original idea back in the day because it was yeah. just guys that just got into trouble. And it was just large amounts of action and large amounts of like kind of making fun. And but the mm-hmm. thing too, like the stunts they did back then, like the the original with the dirt bike race. Yeah, how it went on forever. Oh yeah, the they do this, stuff. They redo like that, that in this, and it's it's shot really poorly. Yeah, and it's that not was, as breakneck and insane as the one in the in, hmm. in the first film. It's but more. But you can't do that now because there's a lot more safety when it comes to making films. Oh yeah. Films like that were just all about the unnecessary action that were mm-hmm. so entertaining to watch. Yeah, definitely, that's true. Yeah, uh, that's that's disappointing. Here, I, I might mm-hmm. still give it a look just just yeah, just, I mean, just to try. But I mean, yeah, you might be more yeah. disappointed than I was. I was, I kind of, I really kind of gave it, a, gave it its my, you know, a hundred percent of watching and put the phone down, turned on 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 mute, and just sat there and watched. And I kind of got bored within the first forty five minutes. And I was like, oh. there's still like another like. 40 minutes to go and i was like oh come on mm. yeah so sad. Like, yeah disappointing that sucks um mm. anything else sir uh yeah i can talk about uh double x this is an anthology film from 2017 it's a, an all-female-led anthology film so all the directors writers and the main stars are women right and okay. it's it's a bunch of directors we know um it's a vukovic uh, Roxanne Benjamin, Saint Vincent, I think she went under her real name, uh, and K- and Karen Kasama, who did Jennifer's okay. Body and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's f- it's five short films, kind of into an anthology. Like the one for Ivanka is the story, of the box by um, Jack Ketchum. Yeah, um, yeah. Carmen Carmen uh, Kasama does like her her take on a sequel to Rosemary's Baby. Um, Saint Vincent does this kind of weird kind of her her short is kind of it's it's really odd thing about this woman who finds her husband dead and tries to hide the body the best way she can, but ultimately the the what the what the kicker of is is the te- is the actual the title of the film at the end of the movie, like it actually goes through this whole title and that's the kicker, and I was like oh, okay that's pretty fun they're all pretty fun it just doesn't feel it feels like the producers had shot four different short films or five different short films and kind of cut them all together into like an anthology film. Cause okay. like the first one is this kind of weird, like brothers Quay kind of um, short kind of like, you know, animated kind of grotesquery. Um, okay. And it's that gets cut into all these other shorts. Um, but it was, it was fine. Like they, and like, and that, 
time, like a couple years ago, they were there was a lot of like anthology films being made, like the um, the VHS films are starting to come mm-hmm. out, and just it felt like something that was being made, and it was a good concept because you have all these women directors, women writers, and every story, you know, our main protagonist is a woman. That's cool, but it just like as an overall kind of concept, it didn't hear to me. Like I would rather watch these all these short films separately and have a much better time than watching them in a ninety minute block. You yeah, because when you watch when you watch an anthology film, mm-hmm. you tend to have like there there should be some sort of like you not that there not necessarily that there should be, but you're kind of used to like there's some sort of wraparound or there's some sort of cohesive thing about yeah. it. Yeah, the wraparound know? didn't really doesn't really work because like I said, it's like this Brothers Quay kind of like stop motion animation where it's just kind of like it feels like they just kind of cut into the thing to kind of add the next story in. Mm-hmm. And it, and it also just feels like producers were kind of, they didn't trust it because every time before a short starts, they do like this black on white text of the title of it. And then okay. when the short starts, there was actually like they, who, you know, whoever produced these and edited them actually have, you know, these really well-made introductions to each one of them as they're like just normal short films that were made and they were either acquired by the production, by the producers or the producers, you know, spent the money on them. And they were like, all right, we have all these shorts. What do we do with them? You know, so they kind of just jammed it all together into this into this anthology. Oh, you know? that's, that's, yeah, that's kind of but disappointing. The, the, the shorts themselves are pretty funny, like yeah. pretty fun. Like if you've ever if you've ever read Jack Catchum's The Box, um, it's a pretty dark fucking, a pretty dark fucking short story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about a it was a, fa- a family coming home uh, around Christmas. The son is sitting next to a man who's got a red box, like a red uh, present. He asked the man if he could see what's in the box. He looks in the box, and that night he stops eating, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. He stops eating completely. He doesn't eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, nothing. And then he slowly tells his sister what was in the box. His sister stops eating, and then the father gets word of what was in the box. The father stops eating, and they slowly die. Yeah, <laughs> While yeah. the mother is kind of left as the uh, yeah, and she's out there kind of searching for this guy. As like she watches the rest of her family die, it's it's a it's kind of classic Jack Ketchum, yeah. Um, and the Kasama's take on like Rosemary, uh, the sequel to Rosemary's Baby, is actually very unique um, because I didn't realize it. The, the my girlfriend noticed it when when it starts. They they mention they say the names of, of what the child could be, and she's like, "Oh, this is a Rosemary's Baby thing." And I was like, "Really?" It's like yeah. I hadn't seen Rosemary's Baby in years. And she's like, yeah, it's like one of my favorite films. I'm like, oh, okay. So we watched, we thought it was fun. Like the ending kind of is like a little like, what happened? But like, that's it. And then there's like one short about these, this group of people hiking and they find these like, they find these like, um, hieroglyphs on the, on the rocks. And one of the girls gets scra- like actually scratches herself next to them. And that turns her into this fucking monster. And she then goes, oh, on, you know, yeah, and then yeah. she goes and kills everybody else. Like there, there, there's like there's a fu- there's a feature film that uses that same concept. Yes, I maybe. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, uh, that's pretty wild. And it was like the shortest one, too. It's like it's not even like 10 minutes long. I was like, oh, this is fucking great. It's like it just it gets right to it. Like that. The, like she gets cut. She goes to sleep. The rest of her friends stay up. They decide to go to bed later. They wake up with a noise. They find her outside, like completely transformed into this monster. And then she goes on the attack. And it's like, that was cool. And then the other one that St. Vincent directed, like I said, it's this kind of comedy of errors of this woman trying to hide her husband's body from everybody who's coming to her <laughs> daughter's birthday party. And it's just the kicker is the title of it. And it's like this very long, elaborate title. 
but it, okay. it made me laugh when I when you when they play it out all the way. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like that's just perfect. It's like it's a nice kind of like cherry on the top of this whole like 20 minute short, 22 minute short or something like that. Cool. So yeah, but it wasn't uh, bad. Like it was it was another one where like my girlfriend's had it on her her um her Hulu like to watch pile for a while, and she's like. Mm-hmm. She's like, you want to watch this? I'm like, sure. I'm like, why not? Like, we're doing nothing. Why don't we just sit here and watch this movie? So, yeah. Uh, did you know that there actually is a real sequel to Rosemary's Baby? Yes, I think it's like a TV yeah. movie, right? Yeah, yeah, TV movie. Like, whatever happened to Rosemary's Baby or something, something like that? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so it, was just, it was just unique to see like Carmen, who's uh, yeah, Kusama doing something like that, kind of different. Because like mm-hmm. her, her like you know everybody knows her Rosemary's Baby, and I think she put out a film like two or three years ago with Nicole Kidman. I can't remember the title of it now, um, which was pretty good. Um, oh, it's like uh, fur, something. No, not fur. Um, it's not fur. No. Destroyer. That's oh, ah, Destroyer. I like yes, that movie. Yes. Yeah, she put that out a couple years ago. And that was a really cool film. Yeah. Um, so it's like, oh yeah. So it's like I'm always like I'm like I check off another box of like, oh I've seen something else that she's done that I really like. So mm. it's like, okay. yeah, no, nobody ever fucking talks about Destroyer either. Like it just kind of came yeah. and went. Like like when it yeah. came out, I, I it got a lot of buzz, but I don't think it really. I think that kind of died out really quickly. So mm. yeah, she's a, she's a bad bitch in Destroyer. Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, Lady Lee. Okay, so I wanted to bring something up because we talked about it last time, but uh, oh no. No, nothing bad. But I was—you were mentioning how in Gargoyle season two, it started to like go downhill. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm at the end of Gargoyle season two, and I know exactly what you're talking about because that's exactly where I'm at. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's all I gotta say is I agree with you because right. <laughs> I, I literally am at the part that I always stop watching the Gargoyles at. Like I can never get past this part. So I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get past this part and finish the series. But <laughs> how many how many seasons did they have anyway? Was it three, three or yeah. okay? Yeah, I'm like in the season two, but the end of season two is the one where they go to Avalon, and that's where it gets really weird. And yeah, okay, I remember that. That's super. yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, we watched uh, Prey yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I have never seen Predator. I know, I know. <laughs> it's there's a lot of movies I haven't seen that I should have seen, but I haven't seen. But uh, anyways, movie itself, I thought was it was really well done because it had that idea of like her actually being the prey. Mm-hmm. So she's defending herself as if like, again, as if she's prey. So she's finding ways to defend instead of trying to fight all the time. She's trying to to fight for her life. So she's trying to find a way to save herself. And then in the end, she becomes the predator because she sets up a trap for him or it. And yeah. Anyways, I just think it's really cool. I just thought the the whole movie was very well done. It was very captivating the whole time. Uh, the action sequences weren't like over the top, like too much about it. I think it was mm-hmm. like I thought it was nicely spaced out, so that like you got into it and it was really intense. But then there was a time to just kind of like bring your heart rate down and like okay, let's relax before we like get back <laughs> right into it and feel like we're gonna yeah. die. Yeah. Here, here's, um, here's here's a cute scene where the dog comes back after running off into the woods for twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they did. <laughs> I thought they did really well with the, oh man, with the level of everything, the fear, or sorry, the, 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 the beginning, the foreshadowing with the, the animals that would like uh, stalk their prey, just that alone was kind of like giving away mm-hmm. what was going to happen without giving it away, obviously. But like, yeah, I just, it just was really cool. It was, um, it was also like visually, like just a trip to watch the actual sceneries and all the colors and all that stuff. Like, it's just 
it was entirely captivating. Like it was, it was so beautiful to watch. Yeah, it's, well, it's it was, definitely like, and exciting and everything. Yeah, it's it's definitely a different environment than the original Predator. You know, with the jungle and stuff, where it's very closed in. Uh, yeah. You got the big open Great Plains, basically, um, and you got like big open kind of forest areas and they do a really good job of shooting that like as much as this obviously made for hulu basically you know so the the budget is obviously quite a bit lower Mm -hmm. um they use it to their full extent like i i I see some people like slagging the cgi animals and stuff and at times yes okay they, they look a little bad but for the most part, they look pretty fucking good, and there is a lot of good practical stuff in there as well. Like, they do have a Predator suit. Like, it's not just a CGI Predator or some right. shit. Like, they do have a couple CGI shots to, like, yeah. more articulate his face and stuff. But, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. And, like, I think kind of the coolest thing is once you watch Predator, you'll pick up, like, all the nods from Predator that were okay. in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they do... They do throw a lot of nods to like the original predator in this um but I did e- the um the one where she like eats the orange flower um mm-hmm. i know that in the original because i was watching it the one time and i did it after work and that was a bad idea because i fell asleep and i woke up with uh arnold switchnaker covered himself in mud so i got that mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah it's, it's good it's got a cute dog the dog doesn't die which is nice uh, wow okay because I was expecting that, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, I. This is like the third time I've watched it, and uh, I think it's really fucking good. Uh, it, it's hard for me to say that it's the second best in the entire series because yeah. I do love Predator Two a lot, but it's it's at the very I was, least I was right gonna, up there. I was going to ask you about that because, like, I know when, when this first came out, like that weekend, everybody was going back to watching Predator Two. Like, mm-hmm. like everybody, like I guess was like reassessing their like opinions on because of this film and reassessing their opinions on Predator Two. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, we do we not all remember it being a good film? Like, yeah, I, I don't like, know. This like, because like I like I've I've seen the other ones, and they're like the Rodriguez one. I think is kind of eh, sorry that, that fucking that that um what's that? the guy who did fucking Monster Squad and all that shit. He wrote he wrote part yeah, of it. Yeah, the, 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 the Fred Decker Predators Black one. Of the, yeah, yeah, that, that one, was pretty that fucking bad. But that was. That was bad because you know you hear all the backstory studio. about everything, you know, yeah, studio fucking with it and stuff like that. But also, like there's certain things in that screenplay where it's just like, ugh, like the whole kid. Like, I mean, having a son with autism, when you have a child in the film who is autistic and he's supposed to be like the supermensch, you know, super genius, you're like, come the fuck on, dude. Like, seriously, do you not know anything about autism? It's like, no, they're not all like that. And, and even the ones who are like that aren't like that. They aren't like these fucking super geniuses um, that can like, <laughs> oh. you know read you know read you know alien fucking you know text and shit like that and understand all that crap let, let, just out of nowhere out of the blue yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> let, 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 let's uh let's prop up the soapbox for vaughn right now what do you feel <laughs> about mercury rising the bruce willis film where he's protecting an autistic I, kid I haven't from the seen, government i haven't you seen, haven't seen that, that one no like I, oh. I, I don't know like i've kind of i know i've heard about it um but it's like there's a certain like was it i was I did cop out on the show a couple of weeks ago, and mm. I think that's I think that's that was the tipping point for me when that originally came out. Was like, yeah, I don't know if I can watch Bruce Willis films anymore. Like, and, like and I rewatched it for the show a couple weeks ago, and I was like, yeah, this movie's still awful. Like, and I was like, uh. and like I understand, like yeah, the man the man's going through a lot. He 
you know, he has like, you know, a medical issue that he had to kind of pretty much retire and pretty much he's living at his days, you know, he's living at his days wealthy. Oh no. Um, (laughs) so like, Oh, that sucks for him because it would have been nice for him to actually come back and actually, well, he hasn't made good movies and fucking, no, well, uh, he made, he's made a couple here and there, but but it's it's mostly just Drek. Nothing. Yeah. Most of it's just kind of trash. Um, and it's like, so I haven't, I don't, I I think somebody was telling me about it because they knew my situation and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not watching that. And I think the reason why I watched the Predator film is because it's just like, oh, it's another Predator film. Let's watch like fucking any of those kind of ongoing freaking horror, you know, icon series is where it's like, oh, we're just gonna make another one. Like just ongoing these Halloween ones where I'm like, I just like, I'm just mm-hmm. dragging, I'm dragging, like, I'm just like my, my childhood is being like beaten within an inch of its life. And I'm still going back to it, watching it getting beaten to death. And it's like, <laughs> like oh, you're just come gluten on. for punishment. Come on now. I said gluten. <laughs> A glutton. Oh no. Oh no, we're gonna. We're, oh no, I did gonna, another mistake, go Lee. To, no. You gotta fire me now. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Strike two. Gluten for punishment. Uh, yeah, oh so. my God. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I haven't watched it yet because I'm like. I've been saying this about a lot of films that the horror community has been doing. Like, you know, I keep telling you that I'm going to go watch the sadness at some point, um, but mm-hmm. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> like, and like pray, like it's like, I know it's something that my girlfriend's like, we should watch this. I'm like, yeah, okay. Watch it. Sure. Like, you know, she has pretty much forced me to watch it. Like, it's like, I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like I'll wait until like it completely dies down. Like, and she doesn't know the fuck I'm talking about. Cause she's not like into like, you know, sitting online and listening to reading people bitch and moan about the latest fucking thing that comes out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. And like, we'll find the night and just watch it. Like, that's cool. Like, yeah, it's like, whatever you want to do. Like, but it's like, it, I, it, I've been hurt. I've heard nothing fun, but though. good things. I don't particularly care for the director. Like, he did that 21 Cloverfield Lane a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I thought that movie was okay. I just didn't like how it kind of tried to uh, kind of like, you know, jam itself in the Cloverfield ser- in the saga. And I was like, beyond that, when you get to the reveal, it's, oh, this could have been so much better if they didn't try that. I'm like, yeah. And he's been, he's been trying, like, this is kind of like his MO, like taking a beloved thing and kind of making a, a good homage i guess you could say something that people mm-hmm. are going to be it's palatable uh it just kind of sucks that it went right to streaming instead of even getting any kind of theatrical so that kind it's, of it's it actually yeah it, it should have got theater because yeah it's legit good um especially like during the summer like in middle like early august like that's when it came out like like right in the beginning of august like first week second week if it came out in the theater like the second week of august it probably would have done really well because we're all a glutton for fucking anything during the summer. It's like, yeah, yeah it's like, oh, you want people to go to the theater and spend money? Let's fucking have a, a predator film out there in the theater. Okay, great, awesome. You know, yeah, it almost feels like like the producers of this are kind of like skittish about it, and like maybe a little embarrassed. Like they just call it prey. They don't they don't even put predator on the title anywhere. Like it's well, they make it. With the prey, it's got that like the 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 tour on the bottom, like the uh, the claws yeah. on the bottom of it, which is like when I saw that tra- that poster originally before I saw anything else, I was like, oh, this is a predator film. Like I don't even I didn't mm-hmm. even need to know. It's just like that is so rem- that is so like reminiscent of Predator One and Predator Two that I was like, oh, this is this is a predator film. This has to be a predator but, film. But it, it goes to show you how far the franchise itself has fallen, where they don't want to throw Predator on the title, right? Like, oh yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. Because so. the last two just, you know, it's like Predators, Predator, the Predator. And it's like mm. we've run out of ways to use the word Predator. <laughs> so <laughs> what else can we do? How about Prey? Prey. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody <laughs> wants to see sexual Predator. <laughs> that's Use the same front fun. as the first two films and just make yeah. it a little more, a little more 2022. It's like, okay, sure. <laughs> But yeah, no, it, it it's good. It's a nice, refreshing throwback to like cool. to the first one, and so yeah, and, and I mean, it's got a nice little Easter egg that connects it to the second one, and yeah, it's really good. Uh, I like it. Um, I enjoyed it too. I thought it cool. was uh, very well made. I, I just like I said that everything about it though, it wasn't just um, the storyline. Like it's visually beautiful. The acting's really good. The scenery, all that stuff, is just incredibly done. Like it's. Um, because sometimes you'll have movies where there's a good storyline, but they're hard to watch. Yeah. The editing and all the stuff is really like rough. But this one, I find it's like visually captivating as well as like really interesting to watch. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I'll mention a couple things here. So on Shutter, uh, and this is all Shutter stuff. Uh, okay. Shutter Shutter's been killing it again. Like they just keep dropping amazing shit every fucking month. Like you know, mm-hmm. hey, four times a month we're just gonna drop amazing mm-hmm. shit for you guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, so these are films that I've heard of that I had never got the chance to see before. And I was like really excited to see these. These are all the, uh, Kimi Yoshi Usada, uh, films, um, uh, spook warfare, hundred monsters. And along with ghosts, and I, ha- I want to watch these. I have not watched them. Mm, these are really interesting. So they all sort of revolve around, uh, yokai, which are yeah. Japanese, basically spirits. And they're very weird spirits. Like, the Japanese are kind of like Native Americans in a way where they have like spirits for everything. Like, yeah, they kind of, you know, they have all these weird different spirits. They think up some of them are made up for like mm-hmm. modern times, but a lot of these are traditional as well. These movies were both made in like about a two year period, like 68, 69, something like that. Yep. All three of these were done. Um, they're quite a bit different between all three though. So like the first one is basically showcasing the monster like these spirits up front and they're very like kind of benevolent spirits like it's a whole like all the spirits of japan fight this demon from babylonia kind of thing yeah and then it's very power rangers-esque in a way Mm because like the demon the the special effects it's all either prosthetics uh costumes or puppets yeah and and some of them look a little bit goofier than others others but like it's got a real charm to it I mean, uh, there's one guy who's he's just got like an obvious like mask that doesn't do anything, can't really move or anything like, you know, but but it it, it is kind of charming. The second one, uh, 100 Monsters, is uh, focusing around uh, spirits getting revenge on this slumlord who like kicks a bunch of people out of his like fiefdom or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. Uh, The last one, along with ghosts, is really good, though. And I think these are all good, but my favorite was the last one just because it becomes more of a like a serious samurai movie where it ups the violence and stuff. And like it's not as kid friendly as the first two are. But these all kind of rank as these are good intros for kids to watch horror movies yeah. because they got they got cool. They got cool, interesting, like monsters in them. The yokai themselves are very, very unique. They're all different. They're very inventive in the way they're they're shown um as the movies progress the special effects get better um 
And I just found them all really charming. Like, and, and they're all short movies too. They're only like seventy nine minutes each. Every every one of them. So yeah, you can you remember, breeze through them. Do you remember what your first horror movie was? My first horror movie. Yeah, first horror movie that you re- recall, not the one that you like, obviously. I don't know oh, if you call man. it a first horror movie, but Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah, we consider. I guess we consider that one because it scared the shit out of me when I I didn't even watch it the first time. It was playing downstairs, and my my parents were watching it a full fucking blast. And Danny Elfman's music scared the living shit. <laughs> His music's amazing. Yeah, and then I, my parents were like, you know, they wanted me to get past it, so they made me watch it a couple days later. I was like, oh, this is fucking great. Like, yeah, like I was so fucking freaked out. Like I was like running downstairs crying when it came out. And I was I, pretty, I was pretty older than I think when that movie came out. I was like, <laughs> like an early teenager. Like, so oh, that's like, hilarious. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big baby when it comes to heart. Yeah, it's like I, yeah. I can't, I can't 100 say. Like uh, for the longest time, I remember seeing the um, '78 invasion of the Body Snatchers. That's probably one of the earlier ones that I can recall. Okay, I saw Halloween on TV, very very mm. young. But but like other than that, it was, it was a lot of like stupid Disney fare and stuff. Like you know, right. Mister Boogity or yeah. whatever the <laughs> fuck you know. Have, uh, have you seen the Great Yokai War yet? No, I haven't. The Mickey film, um, that's a it's that's a really good homage to these films, and I know that he just put out a new one of those last year, I think, mm-hmm. like a uh, Yokai War Guardians or something like that, which is uh, I think it's like it's a continuation. I don't know if it's in the same because that because the Mickey film ends and you know it wraps itself up, but it's like. Okay. You know, like he did with the Zebra Man films, where it's like he made Zebra Man, and then like seven or eight years later, he made Zebra Man too. So it's like. I guess there was just some, there was a calling for him to go back and go back into that store, into that <laughs> world. So it's like, I, I want to see Yokai War Guardians, Guardians, because I've had, I've seen, because that's what got me into going, like, looking for those films. Mm-hmm. And, like, by the time The Great Yokai War came out on DVD, those films were already, like, hard to find on DVD. I was like, fuck. And yeah. I think, I think Arrow just put them out on Blu ray. And I was like, I'm, t- I got it on the, you know, on the, on the shelf, it's like, eh. and then all of a sudden, yeah, they post those, and I think um, silver, the snake girl, the silver-haired witch, <clears throat> which I was like, ooh, I'm like, yeah. I, I, and I was like, that's 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 a fucking crazy looking one too. Um, yeah, so I'm like it's just yeah, they've been really. I mean, even their new films, like some people were telling me about Glorious, that mm-hmm. film with the, uh, the. I was about I was about to mention that one too. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So yeah, some <laughs> a lot of people were telling me how like I really should watch that, and I was like, it's good. I don't know. Like it's a what is it, like a fucking HP Lovecraft monster in a glory hole. Like I don't. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I know the concept sounds stupid, but it's actually pretty well done. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, but but yeah, like the the, the three uh, Usada films here. Uh, right. The the best thing about them is it's not really a trilogy where you like you have to follow each one. Like no, they're, yeah. They're they're very much standalone. Each each one of the films. Mm-hmm. They just feature the same character. And he's kind of an interesting director because like he's done a lot of weird like. A bunch of uh, Zatuichi films, a bunch mm-hmm. of the Sleepy Eyes of Death films. Um, yeah, he directed one of like a more obscure kind of um, uh, is it um, like giant monster film called uh, Daimajin, mm-hmm. which if you've ever seen, that's just brilliant. I've, I've seen uh, the first. Uh, yeah, the he first directed one, Spook, Spook Warfare. Yeah, basically the Babylonian demon that the uh, yokai are fighting in that uh-huh. film. He kind of becomes the Diamagene for a while. <laughs> really? like it, it seems like it's a direct influence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that film's fucking bizarre. 
I just I, I like somebody's like I don't like these. I'm like, how can you not like it? You have you have a mon- you have a you have a huge you know like a t- deity stuck to it that's in the casing of a, of a mountain that the people mm-hmm. pray to, and when they start getting their asses handed to them by their freaking you know by the shogunate, they pray to it, and it comes and it just it doesn't just kill the people they wanted to kill. It kills everybody. Everybody. Like, yeah. How can you not be like? I like this film. You just like the, these people like, deliberately are praying to it. Like so, it's it's like that whole kind of idea of God of like how he's an unruly kind of men menacing mm-hmm. fear you know fear God fearful God. And it's like okay, you have him. He's standing there millions of miles away in the in the face of this rock. And when you pretty much pray to him enough, he comes out and he whips ass. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just it's like I, I I love those fucking films. They're so bizarre, especially that first yeah. one. Like I don't know how I, I'm amazed that they made three of them. But like, yeah, I have I have a box set somewhere with like yeah. I think two of them on it. Mm-hmm. I think it was Shriek Show or something released it. Yeah, something uh, like that. with like a bunch of Bigfoot films and stuff on it as well. Right. Um, but um, yeah, no. Uh, but those those three films on Shutter. I recommend them. They're they're a lot of fun, um, especially if you if you can get past the special effects. I know some people have problems with them because they're dicks, uh, mm-hmm. but they, it's very charming, and I I liked all of it, um, especially along with ghosts. I think along with ghosts is like legit, like a great little kind of like not kids horror film, but like it works as like you know young adult horror kind of thing and in a way yeah. like intro kind of thing it's it's good um the other one i mentioned that we uh, alluded to glorious is also in shutter it's kind of a short film concept kind of expanded to a slightly shorter than feature length like it's 70 some minutes oh really um yeah so like it, it doesn't overstay its welcome hmm. it's you know basically this this guy who's having like the worst day of his life Goes yeah. to this uh, roadside rest stop that has a bathroom and shit. Goes in the bathroom, and there's a glory hole in the stall. And all of a sudden, this HP Lovecraftian entity is in the other stall talking to him and needs him for a special uh, favor to yeah. basically save the universe. And it's not what people quite think the special favor is, despite right. what the joke is setting up. Um, uh-huh. it, it's not a one joke film. It's actually got some depth to it. Uh, it's got good performances, good special effects. Cool. And I'll leave it at that because I don't want to spoil it. I, I think it's actually pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. So. And it, the voice of the guy is J.K. Simmons, which I was yes. like, okay. I was. I'm kind of I, as I'm reading more into it. I was like, I just watched the trailer before, and I was like, yeah, maybe I'll give this a check. I was like, yeah, okay. I was like, all right. And it's like, it's like those, you know, this films is that one room film kind of thing, which I'm kind of mm. a fan of. So it's like, all right, I'll, I might tackle this yeah, at some point. But you, you're saying it's actually pretty good. I'll, you know, it I, is. I trust your opinion. It was a, yeah. it was a Daniel Segura, <laughs> it was a Daniel Segura fucking telling me it was good. I'd say fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um but yeah okay so we're going to take a quick break we're gonna play podcast promo some music and we'll come back and we're gonna talk about the sheriff and the satellite kid and uh, i don't know about you two but i think we got this man we got this by the ass you ungodly warlock 
Motion Picture Massacre. Fuck you. We talk about exploitation movies, grindhouse movies, fucking cult movies, horror movies, okay? We don't talk about fucking romantic comedies over here. We're not talking about fucking Sandra Bullock or some shit. We're talking about good movies, the kind that people like to watch. Yes! You ungodly warlock.
All right, the sheriff and the satellite kid, nineteen seventy nine, and we have a trailer. I cut this down from like I don't know four or five minutes. <laughs> I saw that this morning too. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> from you live far away about three light years away from here it's way past your bedtime fella i think you better tell me what your father's name is my father's name is h724 and i'm h725 That song's been an earworm in my fucking head for like a week and a half now. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Don't you want your own theme song, though, throughout the whole oh, movie? Especially yeah. if it, it was by them. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Fucking Oliver Onion soundtrack, the DeAngelis brothers all over this fucking bitch. Right. Um, but yeah, the Sheriff and Satellite Kid, a.k.a. E.T. and the Sheriff. And I can't, I can't remember. And so that was obviously like a release, like well after ET came out, you know, like yeah. in some other country. Um, and then there's another one I can't remember what country it's from, but it, it's Super Sharifi. Yeah, so, Super Sharifi. I saw that too. I was like, yeah, oh, okay. uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, so this is directed by uh, Mikel Lupo, um, and he did a bunch of other uh, Bud Spencer and Terrence Hill related stuff. So he did. Mm-hmm. They called him Bulldozer. Everything yeah. happens to me. Buddy Goes West and Bomber, um, yep. written by Marcelo Fondato, uh, who has got a great amount of credits here. Uh, Black Sabbath, Blood and Black Lace, Grand Slam, 
uh, Charleston. Uh, we're getting into the Bud Spencer stuff again here. Charleston, everything happens to me. Bomber, Aladdin. Um, he wrote and directed Watch Out, We're Mad. Mm-hmm. And uh, also written by French Francesco Scardamaglia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nailed who it. All, yeah, of course. Uh, who also wrote Watch Out, We're Mad. Charleston, the Colin Bulldozer, everything happens to me and Bomber. So a lot of, you know, sort of the same people working together on a lot of this shit mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah. We got Bud Spencer, Sheriff Hall. We've got uh, Raymond Hamstorf as Captain Briggs. He's got an interesting career, kind of a tragic one, too. So his big breakout role was the Sea Wolf, uh, the version from 1971, which is a famous story that's been told like a million fucking times. Like Charles Bronson even did like a TV movie. Uh, the sea wolf at one point he sort of rose to prominence as like a you know big sort of like aryan superman in italian films like he was yep. in inglorious bastards the original uh he was in they call him bulldozer unfortunately as he got later in his career injuries started to pile up uh, including one from bud spencer in one of the films where yeah uh, bud spencer punched out a couple of his teeth by mistake oh no <laughs> yeah uh, but he also came down with Parkinson's disease oh, and, so yeah, and, and that sort of like ran him into like mental illness and he eventually committed suicide in 1998. Yeah. He wasn't even 60. No, nah, he was, yeah. 50 he was in the, he was in the Franco, uh, Fulci, uh, white Fang film too. Yes, he was. Yeah, too, yeah. 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 Which is an okay, which is an okay film. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, we got Kerry uh, Guffey here as H725. Mm-hmm. And uh, most people will know him as the kid from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> Not really stretching his role much here. Uh, he's got a couple he, more lines, I guess you can say. Yeah, I guess pretty much. <laughs> uh, he's also in Everything Happens to Me, which is a direct sequel to this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in Stoker Ace of all fucking films, which like, whew. it's just it's amazing that like he went from was well, Close Encounters to this. Like the the Italians are so like. We need somebody who is an alien film in the States. Get the mm-hmm. kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I know, like, you know, when you, you hit a certain mark in your, in your life at a certain time in, in filmmaking, you go to Italy to kind of like, like, I guess, kind of revamp yourself. So mm-hmm. it was like the 60s and 70s. But like, this kid was like, what was it, like two years later? <laughs> like, like, he couldn't get a role anywhere else. So his parents drove him out to Italy. <laughs> so I was like, okay, whatever. Well, I mean, they, they, I mean, they filmed this here, so basically, Italy came to him. Oh yeah, um, it was shot in Georgia. Yeah, but yeah. It's still, like, it's still like he's a cute little kid. They couldn't do anything else with the. So. Well, I, I, from what I've like read, yeah, he wasn't like really interested in doing anything else. Like well, it, it, only, was, it was, only, it was, he was only in films until eighty five. So it's like not even yeah. like a ten year career. So it's like. You know, like, and yeah, he's in Stroke Race, which is just like, and he's on another film. I don't know if this is the same film I'm thinking of, Mutant. No, it's mm-hmm. uh, Night Shadows, which is, I'm thinking of, uh, but like, yeah, he was in Stroke Race, which is like, what? <laughs> After that these would, two films, it's like. <laughs> one, one of the most rapey Burt Reynolds films ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I guess, I guess the basically the reason he's in this in the sequel is because they were filming near where he lived. Basically that was it. Uh, you know? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so he did this. Uh, he, he said poison Ivy, but not the poison Ivy. Most people think of, you know, the, uh, the, the sexy Aly- Alyssa Milano film. This is the uh, M- Michael J. Fox camp 
movie from made for TV, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. But now he's a financial planner for Merrill Lynch. I guess that's, that's like, that's <laughs> what he does for now. him. Yeah. yeah. He's got a poster of uh, of this film in his fucking office. <laughs> <laughs> my my shining achievement. I'm like, uh, and then yeah. signed eight by ten by Bud Spencer. Maybe yeah, I t- I take that fucking poster. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god. Mm. It, did, it, did uh, good. it did really well in Bangladesh. That's why I have it on my wall. Okay. <laughs> sure, whatever. <laughs> no, apparently, this movie did very well in, in Italy. Uh, yeah, it was, well, big, it was a big fucking hit there. Um, but. Uh, so we got uh, Joe Bugner as Brennan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's been in a couple of you know Bud Spencer adjacent films and Bud Spencer films. They call a yep. bulldozer. I'm for the hippopotamus, right? Which I've not seen, but I need to see this. That's because a of fun the title. film. Yeah, okay. it's a, that's a fun film. But like uh, a lot of people in this in this in this whole cast are pretty much just like just they pretty much brought every Freddy from Bulldozer to this film and just like. Mm. We have a different story, but Buzz Spencer is still going to be this rough and tumble. He's going to be sheriff now. He's not going to yeah. be a football player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the same fucking movie. Uh, he's in Buddy Goes West, and he even popped up in the uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme Street Fighter. Uh, oh. Yeah, so he's in that. Carlo Real, Really? Carlo Really? As, <laughs> really? As, really? As <laughs> Lieutenant Turner. He's in a bunch of Spencer and Terrence Hill stuff. Knockout Cop. They call him Bulldozer. Odds and Evens. Everything Happens to Me. Buddy Goes West. Banana Joe. Yeah. Uh, he's in the original Birdcage. You know, mm-hmm. Le Cage, Le Cage a Foul. Um, right. Le the Le French one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's actually got a much more prolific editing career, apparently. Uh, yes. At least at least during the 60s and 70s, where he was like he, he was editor on stuff like Bay of Blood, Baron Blood, Lisa and the Devil, Rabid Dogs, you know, all kinds of Bava stuff, basically, That's he was cool. connected to. We got Luigi Bonos as Deputy Allen, and we got Harold E. Finch as Air Force General. And synopsis here, a young humanoid alien who gets stranded on Earth hooks up with a grizzled old sheriff in a western town and tries to help him solve a tough case. That makes it sound like it's going to be a western. Uh, yeah. Western town, a southern town. It's probably better to say that. I guess a western town, if you, if your main character is stuck in a western like in a sheriff's office that looks like it was from an old western town. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, tries to help him solve a tough case, which does not. That's not part of the plot. Yeah, the case is where's his father and when is he going to pick him up? That's the case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the sheriff doesn't want any help from a kid, quote unquote. Um, yeah, it uh, just sounds like somebody who was just like. I saw a couple of pictures of this, and I'm going to come on something really quick. Just, yeah, <laughs> throw it out there. This is probably uh, the worst description of a movie I think we've it's, had. It's, it's a probably, bad plot description, yeah. It's probably one of the better ones on IMDb, though. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was spelled right, and it's in English, you know. It's yeah, like, it, it, was, it was. It used full sentences. They yep. had periods. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, so I'll just throw over to you first, Vaughn. What are your sort of general thoughts on this? I I I I watched. I started this and I was like, "Oh boy!" Like it's just it's it's so like a yeah like a ET Close Encounters kind of like mm-hmm. the Italians are going for it. Like oh, we need to make them. We look these movies made really good money. Let's go. But you you free you free. You want to go to Georgia for like three weeks? Okay, let's. Okay, we're going. <laughs> we're all going. Um, it's like like that whole start where it's like the the town gets this like UFO fever. <laughs> and he is t- playing his typical kind of no nonsense character. 
I'm like, okay, I'm in. Like, I don't like whatever. Like, like I've said this plenty of times. I'll watch anything the guy's in, and I have watched a lot of stuff. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, fine. It can be completely nonsensical, and this film gets like that. It gets a little nonsensical um, because there's just a lot of things where you're like, we're going to introduce this, we're going to introduce that, we're not going to really use it ever again. But who cares? Like whatever. It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's a fun little. It's a fun little bit. Like yeah, you know, like the whole energy pill thing. It's like. Mm-hmm. We're going to use this again? No, we're just going to have the old, you know, deputy running around doing backflips and handstands and the and dancing all over the uh, the the stage um, that they're in this western uh, sheriff's office. It's like, yeah, <laughs> so fucking bizarre. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I was very happy. You guys, you guys were like, yeah, you want to be on? I was like, sure. What are we doing? This? I was like, oh, okay, sure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, Lady Lee. Uh, I just think it was like a really stupid, goofy movie. Um, just so it's kind of what you expect from like a Bud Spencer movie. Uh, well, kind of what I come to expect now that I've seen two mm-hmm. of them. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it very much keeps that uh, that pace of the um, the ridiculous fight scenes that have so much destruction, mm-hmm. and that has the goofy things about his size, like when the kid makes the uh, the invisible wall. Or not the invisible, but they makes the the thing to be able to go through the wall, and he just mm-hmm. walks through the wall, like it's just so <laughs> over the top, like totally goofy. Like if I saw this fucking Kool Aid man, yeah. <laughs> if yeah, I saw right. this as a kid, I'd be like so excited about it because it was just, it was it was humorous, it was fun, it had that action. Um, I kind of wanted more of those like extreme fight scenes because I love them so much. They're so bad. Like there was one point where the sheriff was, or not the sheriff, the. Uh, the one guy was on the table, and he goes to kick the guy in the face, and it was like literally the worst shot ever. His foot was so far away, but it, was, it made me laugh. I was laughing so hard when I saw that. Like, oh my god, it's amazing! And um, it, I really like the. There's like a lot of clever quips the whole time too. Like uh, a lot of, I was kind of surprised because I don't know. I just I just thought it was really good. I just thought. The things that you hear, like under people's breaths, or the small comments that you hear, they're always so funny. Like they're always so clever. There's like little things that are being said here and there that you're like, "Oh my god, that's hilarious!" Like <laughs> it's just, it's just a stupid fun movie. It's just, um, it's very amusing. Um, I found the editing kind of choppy at points. Like you could see mm-hmm. where they changed film, but uh, other than that, like it was. So good. It was so good. I really liked the story. I thought as much as I wanted more action, I do appreciate that they kind of developed the relationship between Bud Spencer and the kid. I did think it was hilarious that like instead of the kid being able to run anywhere, they got Bud Spencer to carry him when it was probably faster. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> the kid ran beside him. And it's a fucking alien kid. So if he's able to do all this stuff and take his caffeine pills, like <laughs> <laughs> I think he would be able to keep up, but uh yeah, I just I thought it was great, and I like at the end how they're like, "This is the army. We're gonna fight them." <laughs> like, yeah, it was it was entertaining. It was super goofy. Like I said, there were so many little like uh, comments here and there that were said by the actors that were just so funny, like just so priceless. <laughs> like, yeah, I liked it a lot. yeah, that that shadowy government organization, uh, the <laughs> the Coast Guard, that that's the, <laughs> which are the bad guys in this? Yeah, it's so um, weird. <laughs> I like this a lot. I mean, it, it's Bud Spencer playing off a little kid, and Bud Spencer just gets to be, you know, grumpy and like 
gradually fall in love with the kid you know like it, it works on that level it, it's pretty good the kid's yeah. not super annoying which is a big plus like yeah a lot a lot of these films yeah a lot a lot of these films are super annoying and he's not in this like he, he he's pretty good Hi, and George, i mean he, my name's george <laughs> oh you mean you mean you mean bob from House oh, bob, yeah, bob. yeah oh my god <laughs> hi i'm bob yeah fuck you bob i hope you die oh you do die good um <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, it, he was the kid was uh, freaking adorable. Like mm. I thought he did a really good job. Uh, like you said, he wasn't annoying, and his acting was pretty. Like this was a kid. His acting was pretty good. Like it felt natural. But that, it just the, looks like he, the kid had fun. Like that's the big the, thing. The mm-hmm. best. The best thing yeah, is he's not. He's not completely innocent. Like he kind of knows his shit. He kind of knows what he's doing. He's fucking with Spencer at times. So like they, they have that kind of like. It's not Terrence Hill and Bud Spencer, but there's still kind of a little bit of a conflict between the two of them because uh, the kid like likes to fuck with him a little bit. Like he, he, likes, oh, yeah. he uses his special powers and stuff to fuck with Bud Spencer a bit, you know, and, and, and Bud Spencer, he's got the thing where it's like he can whistle and the kid can't. So he does that to fuck with him at one point. He's like, shows <laughs> yeah. off. I can whistle, kid. Fuck mm-hmm. you. Um, and the kid's got the ability to turn on and off his powers when he feels like it, which mm-hmm. is just like. Oh my friend! Like that yeah. scene with the mi- with the military. They go to the they go to the like the military guy's office, and he's like, "Well, you know, this is an actual true alien." He starts like he wants him to talk. Like he can talk to dogs. He can talk to animals. Like that whole scene where he's talking to the animal. Animal talks back to him. You're like, "Oh, yeah. this is bonkers!" And then it's like he tries to reenact it with the kid, and the kid's like barking at the dog. It's like, <laughs> and you can just see him in his face. He's like, "Fuck, come on!" Like, what are you fucking? Why are you doing this? I thought you wanted to go home. I just want you out of my hair because I'd rather just be trying to, you know, patrol my uh my small little Georgian town. But no, I got to deal with this like five year old kid. It's like, oh Christ! <laughs> uh, I, I do love how like blatantly low budget this is. Like, you know, so yeah. we do have the opening where it's like, oh, UFO mania. Everyone saw a UFO or something, and but. Do we ever see a UFO in this film? No. no. Other than some stock footage from uh, Space 1999 of all <laughs> fucking things. Yeah. If, if they sold the soundtrack for this movie, it would be a very short soundtrack. <laughs> hey, man, whatever. Was, hey, actually, the- there's there's more songs in the soundtrack than you think. They just play that one many, many times. <laughs> well, it was just a 40, if it was a 45 with Sheriff, I would I would buy that today. Yeah. If, like fucking Mondo or some kind of weird fucking company was like, oh, yeah, we're remastering this. Put it on a fucking... It's like, here, take my fucking money. Take it. I don't care. I mean, you, there could be nothing. On, there could be nothing on the back, on the on the side B, but like an etching of Bud Spencer and the kid, him holding in the kid in his hands. I'd be like, here, forty five dollars. Take it. I want it. Give me now. Like, I can. <laughs> I can confirm. You can find the entire soundtrack on YouTube. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Also, if you if you break into Bobby Trippett's home, you can probably find it there. <laughs> yeah, probably a nice rare fucking mm-hmm. LP version of it sitting sitting on on the. On the shelf. Oh God! I'm not endorsing <laughs> breaking in. I'm not endorsing breaking into Bobby Trippett's home. By the way, it sounded like it just <laughs> orgasm. Just saying. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it's good. Like it's 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 fucking the DeAngelis brothers going yeah. by their Oliver Onions uh, moniker. Oh, wonderful. And the the song Sheriff that was actually a hit for them. Like that actually yeah. played. So and, and you can you can see why. It's such a simple fucking oh. song, but it's like. 
I'm like, yeah, I was bopping to it today. I'm just walking around and like, duh, 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 duh. like fuck, god damn it, it's stuck in my head. Oh, it's gonna be stuck in my head forever now. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna work tomorrow, and I'm just gonna be doing my thing. And I'm the sheriff. I'm the sheriff. I love. Okay, the best is when Bud Spencer is playing on the radio in the car, and he's like smiling and whistling. Yeah, it. like oh, it actually on the radio. It yeah. actually becomes diegetic to the film. Yeah. That's that's point. what I say. Like this movie is just this like stupid, goofy fun. Like, oh hell yeah. Just, entirely fun for the whole time mm-hmm. like the whole like him at the carnival yeah the cat's mm-hmm. fighting me right now but it's 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 the thing is it's it's, it's simple that's the great thing about no. these films yeah. and like 90% of these films at Bud Spencer or even Terrence Hill like Terrence Hill occasionally kind of delved into like trying they tried to push him as like a leading man mm-hmm. um, and it usually failed um, but like with, with Spencer it was always like we can make these simple action comedies and we're going to make good money on them. And Spencer does not complain about it. He's like, wait, where do you need me? Okay, I'll be mm-hmm. there. Sure. You're paying me? I'll be there. You know, and these and these two men, and, you know, and especially Spencer, Bud Spencer, too, were very wealthy men by the time they, like, officially gave up the whole kind of thing. And they kept working. I mean, Terrence still, still he Yeah, he's this, still working, I think. Yeah, he's still, well, he just did, like, one last film, I think, last two years ago or something like that. But, like... They still, you know, they're still, they were still working up until a certain point as they got older and older. But like that, that height of like their popularity, they were making very good money on these very, very simple films. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, it's like, all right, you know, Bud's going to be this or Bud's going to be that. Okay, sure. What's the, what's the premise? It's, well, you're going to be like a, you're going to be like a floor layer. Like, I don't, I don't know. There's nothing else to it. We're gonna, you're going to be a floor land. You're going to help this nun save her orphanage or some shit. Like, yeah, okay, you, fine, you're, perfect. You're, you're going to be a grumpy guy who gets into fights, not by your own fault, just because yeah. people bump into you, basically. It's going to wreck house everywhere you go. Yeah. And I mean, so there, there's like two really big key fights in this film. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like the last one is actually kind of a letdown compared to the grocery store fight, which sure. is like fucking amazing. Yeah, like I love that. Like that one, just it becomes a Looney Tunes cartoon because they use like a big thing they use in this film a lot is uh, reversing the footage. Yeah, um, <laughs> like they do it all. The, like they do it with the kid using his device and the helicopters mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, but but and he even uses it in the fight too. But I mean, the fight itself is like it's just visual gag after visual gag, where you know people get punched. They they go flying into a bunch of product on the shelf and then it reverses the shot and he goes back to his fist and he punches him again, and I fucking love that and like you can tell it's a real grocery store they're filming in and they have all these mock up bullshit shelves with empty products like yeah. empty Coke cans, empty water bottles that they can destroy and it's like yeah because they would not set up a grocery store that way I I can actually speak to some authority on that. Um, <laughs> And and just seeing like okay that shelf is going to be wrecked in three seconds and yes it was wrecked it was yeah. destroyed. It's like that whole ro- it's like that whole wall of rows where they're like mm-hmm. you know when they pull all this shit it's like it's like we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna just there's me holding together like two bolts because we know it's gonna come down in two mm-hmm. fucking seconds and it's like yeah, okay those, and once somebody yeah. crashes right into it it takes out like ninety percent of the fucking thing and you're like perfect like. Because yeah, those those shelves are made out of like plywood or something, and like they would if if they were actually stocked with the actual products that were it actually had stuff in them, down, they'd, yeah. they'd fall. They'd fall. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I fucking love that scene. Oh, uh, it was so good. Like that, that's actually that's actually one of my favorite Bud Spencer fight scenes. Just I really that like whole the, uh, I really like the the chase scenes as well. 
Because yeah. I know they're very quick and simple, but like the vehicles that they were doing them with are not easy <laughs> to get around those corners as quickly as they did. Right. So mm-hmm. it was it was definitely like it was short lived, but it was definitely entertaining to watch for sure. And it's definitely a European production because there is no like union involvement. <laughs> like, there's nothing holding them back from like just causing mayhem everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. Which is like, okay, like, you know, because it was an American production, especially like in the early 80s, late 70s when this was shot. It would definitely be like, oh, yeah, yeah you can't do that. Oh, yeah. no, you can't. You you have to get it cleared. You have to do this. You have to do that. And these films are all shot really fast within a couple of weeks. This is, you know, this is, it, it, it's not quite guerrilla stuff like Fulci was doing when he was no. shooting in New York, but it's close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah close. they definitely had. They definitely had the approval of the town that they were using, they were working in. But you can definitely tell that, like a lot of those, those car, like they weren't doing like huge. It would have been hysterical to see them do like huge car crashes in the middle of town. Mm-hmm. But they're like, yeah, we're just gonna, we're gonna have this, you know, this this car being controlled by an alien, just going through town, wrecking things and knocking people off of, like, you know, always get running people over who are in, um, you know. And I am pipes and this yeah. and that. <laughs> like, shit. The the only thing they were missing was the two like the two workmen carrying a pane of glass. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and like it's going yeah. down the street. It's going like we're in the middle of nowhere, and this car's getting thrown off the road while he's a. Uh, as he just he can't stop the car for shit. <laughs> like, it's like oh, okay. <laughs> like I like the like I said like like I was saying before like there's just things brought in like the the energy pills that the kid says like he gives it to the deputy and the deputy is sitting there dancing and losing his mind and playing her mon- and the kid's playing harmonica, um, <laughs> and he's just like oh yeah this is great that it's like it's like what'd you do to him he's like oh I gave him these energy pills he's like. How do you think I got? How do you think I was able to get here in one piece without? I had to take these things. It would, you know, it keeps me, uh, it keeps me together when we're traveling so fast. It's like, oh, okay. And then later in the yeah. scene, when they, when we meet the deputy again, when he's, when um, Bud thinks he's talking to his father uh, on the phone on the uh, on the walkie talkies, um, he's like, oh no, hey deputy, and he's, oh hey sergeant, how you doing? What's going on? He's like, oh shit. And he's like, "Hey, can you think that you think that kid can give me one of those pills? Because I'm really tired now." It's like, <laughs> yeah, and he just completely wiped the fuck out. <laughs> like a kid gave you meth. Yeah, pretty like, much like speed. Or speed, like, yeah. Alien speed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, like, like that, that that character sadly ends up like a desperate junkie who kills himself <laughs> two two weeks later or something, you know. And like all the all the kind of any kind of thing I've read with this, where it's like, oh, he's a human alien hybrid. It's like. No, he's just you know he's just a kid. He's a kid. He looks like a kid. There's nothing yeah. different about him. Just he has a he has a very silly, unique name, which is like I guess you know everyone. I guess when someone's born on that planet, they just get whatever uh, their the next num the next number in their family lineage. So yeah, it's like, okay, eight, 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 seven, two, eight seven two five. Yeah, it's like okay. And he, uh, he goes, "So what's your name?" He's like, "Uh, so you you messing with me?" No, that's my name. Yeah. I like how Bud Spencer gets it wrong like the first couple times. Like, yeah. all right, eight seven thirty six or whatever. Oh, and I was like, cool. no, eight seven two five. Get it right. right you and don't. the only reason he comes across the kid is because he's looking for another kid because mm-hmm. this kid kind of went disappeared and he and he, as he walks into this kind of amusement park area, this kid walks out and he goes, "Well, you're not the kid I'm looking for." <laughs> yeah, and, and the amusement park area is like a Georgia Six Flags or whatever. Yep. At the Six time. Flags over yeah. Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like. Okay, and then that starts the whole rigmarole, and like, yeah, you have this. It's just like the like, and I said like Brennan, and you have Brennan, the the one kind of 
the one bad guy in town who is, I guess, deliberately just doing stupid shit just to piss the, the sheriff off because he's like, he keeps getting yeah, mad and like put in this- jail. There's this whole backstory between them two that's like hinted at, right? Where he's just right. like the town asshole, yeah. Who who is t- who's like he's the town rebel who is always fighting against the sheriff for mm. no good reason because yeah. you know like like Bud Spencer's probably like the best possible example of a cop in America, <laughs> right? You know, like he, he's he's not he's not out there beating black people every day. There was more conflict. <laughs> There's more cops like Bud Spencer. I'd I would I I respect them more. It's like Jesus. Yeah, thin, and you have this guy just who's, line, who's doing up. like petty crimes, like he's stealing from the grocery store or he's jaywalking, and it's just like any reason to get the sheriff to get out of his car to start a fight. It's like yeah. okay, sure. and then, but and every time he encounters Bud Spencer, he gets massive head trauma. Like because <laughs> Bud Spencer beats the shit out of him. Know, Can you see that, the birdies yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see that that ends that end fight with them when he's in the he's in the supermarket and he's stealing from the supermarket and he he you know he handcuffs them to him and then the coast guard guys come in which it's so convoluted that mm-hmm. like you know the one we got the one bad guy like i said who is the same bad guy in bulldozer and he's like you know it's like and he gets his word from his like higher command he's like oh send this bring this to this uh you know corporal he's like, okay and he shreds it and he pretty much takes it on his own to kind of find the kid yeah he, he's like, trying to like he's trying to like he, he talks about how that device the kid has you could rule the world with it he's actually trying well, he to did, like he he's doesn't to know do that at first when he yeah first but gets but in. he but, but once he finds to... out that that little like remote control the kid has is like he's like, yeah. oh, this could be the fucking this could be the ticket. This is what could really make me who uh, you know I'm, uh, the real man that I need to be. You know, because like, yeah, at so, first so, it's like the, he's just sitting there looking for the key. He knows that there's an yeah, alien yeah. there. They've been given word that there's an alien live in this town. So him and his like two you know plane loads of goofballs go into town and like you know <laughs> kind of try to find him. And it's just coincidentally the the sheriff is just like. Well, these guys know what they're doing, so I don't want to do with you anymore. So here you go. Like, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's, he, he gets to the point where he's like doing this outside of the military's preview, right? Like yeah, yeah, purview. Like really. he, he he's just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking take this device and rule the world, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So like that kind of explains why we're dealing with the Coast Guard the entire time. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um also this movie is obviously sponsored by Coca-Cola because man, Coke shows up tons of times. <laughs> yeah, oh, also uh, Martini, the liquor company, Martini. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere in this fucking. Definitely. Like I, I was looking at this like, Oh my God. Uh, like it's, it, you know, it's an Italian film. It's either going to be J and B or Martini mm-hmm. and it's Martini every fucking where like there's, there's like four or five Martini sections alone in the grocery store where, where they're selling their product. Um, and also, you know, they, they ha- so they have these like cool, like one-off jokes and stuff in, in the film that keep going, going on. They have the the fat typical American family who all dress alike and they always have big fucking sandwiches in their mouths. Mm-hmm. And they have the the scene where they uh, they're doing the car like the car's out of control and they're having a that family's having a picnic or whatever. There's like yeah. thirty different Coke products on that picnic table. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I liked um, how the deputy kept doing the rhymes. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was so cool. And I was also thinking, too, because, like, you have to translate them from Italian. 
to -hmm. English and they still did it. And I thought that was so cool because like, that's not the easiest thing to do. And well, and also with this, because, you know, it is shot in America, even though, even though it's shot in America, it's still an Italian production. So they're not recording sound on stage. No, I I feel like it it was not as big of a hurdle necessarily because they're, they're actually like trying to make an, a quote unquote American movie. Um, But yeah, like it works. Like I, I, I think I think the dubbing's generally pretty fucking good in this, uh, yep. and and I mean also just the fact that it's a little off is always kind of funny. Like it, it just right. kind of makes it amusing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it wouldn't make the movie if we had it proper. <laughs> this is so fucking stupid, but I, I love this fucking gag. Uh, the 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 gag where the the pitcher comes to life and punches the dude. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. I just I laughed out so loud. I'm happy that I was like by myself watching this movie because there's so many times where I just started like cackling because I was laughing so hard. Oh my god. It was so good. It was, that, that part was so funny. I should also mention like this film gets really dark for like two or three minutes too because they capture the kid. Mm-hmm. And they take him and put him in the shooting range. Oh my god! I where know. The, yeah. yeah, where the bad guy's like, "You're gonna show me how this device works, or I'm gonna fucking shoot you in the head, kid." Right? It's like, what the fuck? what? <laughs> and the kids, they're crying. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, are they actually in this place? Like, this is terrifying. Like, I know it's not gonna happen, but it's I'm just still like, terrifying. I'm, I'm just like, where are you, Bud Spencer? Why are you not kicking these people's asses right now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the uh, the dog. As, hey, hey, guys! You forgot this. Yeah, forget this. I'll be designed. As, as my name, as, as my name for this hangout alludes to, Sorry. there's the ice cream bukkake. I've never seen an ice cream stand that makes ice cream like that. I don't know what the yeah, fuck's going on. I don't know what the hell is even going on there. It's ridiculous. It's like, oh my god. Would 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 any like ice cream stand like make taps available to kids and sell oh, cones no. to them? Like no. is that a thing? Not to my knowledge. No. Maybe in Italy. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Much more freer in that country. Yeah, because but like I would not trust any fucking typical American kid in 1980 or whatever. You know, like oh here you go, kid. I'll sell you a cone for 25 cents and you fill it up with ice cream. You know what they're gonna do? Uh-huh. <laughs> they're, they're gonna have like a fucking big cup or something until the no, they'll, have, no, they'll have their mouth first. Yeah, they'll they'll they'll, they'll put they'll their fucking. Like- yeah, <laughs> then they'll then they'll like have a plastic bag because of something I think how that works, and then they'll fill their cup. <laughs> yeah, they'll put their goddamn dirty mouths on the fucking taps is what they're gonna do. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, um, this this is fun. This is a this fun was movie. fun. I I, yeah. I recommend this movie to anybody. Uh, it's just a quick. It's not too long of a movie. It's a feel good movie. It's a fun movie. Um, yes. There's okay, Bud Spencer kind of moves slow in this one, so it's kind of funnier. It makes it funnier. He's getting older, yeah. Yeah, like he's not as uh, agile for sure, and his punches and his like everything like that is it's rough looking. But I think it added to it. I think I really could enjoy it because <laughs> of it. But um, yeah, it's just it's such a goofy like uh, lighthearted, except for that one moment movie. Like it's mm. <laughs> it's good. I liked it. I very much liked it. Yeah, that that one moment where they threaten to open a hole in the kid's forehead. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. in a shooting range, and they're like all holding guns to him. Like yeah. Okay. Uh, so there's a lot of releases for this. Most of them are not North American. Actually, no. none of them are North American. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on there's like the uh, the HD version I shared with Lee is like from some like weird Russian site. If you want to risk that shit, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, uh, Vaughn was saying like there there's like a German box set, right? Yeah, there's like a DVD box set of Bud Spencer work. Um, and then they also did one with Terrence, Hudson, Spencer, and Terrence Hill, but I don't think there's any subtitles, like no oh. English language dubs to them, which kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, and the one that I watched on YouTube has German dub, German subtitles burned in, mm-hmm. so it's an old VHS tape. Um, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like once I saw them pop out, I was like, oh, this is an old tape. This is definitely an old German VHS tape. And I was like, oh, this is great. Like I'm like, there's even more kind of weirdly nostalgic about the whole damn thing and i was like oh and it's it's not a it's not a bad quality either which no was, it, which it looks good. it's like it it's 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 like because like because there's a lot of yeah because there's like but there's a lot of like dark moments in the film where they're out mm-hmm. in the darkness and normally on you know if it's a bad vhs tape it would just show up as muddy and you wouldn't be able to see what the fuck's going on but it's like oh because this was actually shot by a, a good um, you know, Italian production, you know, the people who behind the camera actually knew how to fucking light a, f- a shot. Uh, yeah. So it actually came out really well. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of this film. I mean, like any, any Bud Spencer film that, you know, I, I, I love the goddamn guy. So it's like, even his worst films, which is very few, I'm like, all right, definitely, definitely going to put my, my foot first and just enjoy the hell out of it. And that's what I did. Yeah, the, the, this one, this one's charming. Like it, it's, mm-hmm. it, it, it's got like you know people might be wary of like oh Bud Spencer of this like some dodgy little kid. Like no, it actually yeah. is a good little team up. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's 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 kind of charming and yeah, it's fun. Definitely. And then I mean, it, it's got Bud Spencer punching people, which is definitely yeah. So you know, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, check it out. And I will uh, ask you, Vaughn. You you've got a bunch of stuff you released lately you know yeah on your podcasts and stuff you've been on and so uh start talking about it okay so just recently rounded up a uh kind of a three month long guest host uh stint where i invited a whole bunch of people including your host lee on two different episodes of my show big mistake um, but- yeah one uh, i did a i did a meatballs um kind of full franchise fest which i know you've done here on this show and a couple other of Danish podcasts have done it too, um, and I got big in trouble for that. But uh, it's not worth talking about. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but and then so I did that. I've had Bobby Trippett of the Grind been on talking about Matthew Bright's Freeway films. Mm-hmm. The last episode I just did that just came out this week was uh, Pasolini's uh, trilogy of life. The first film in that called the Decameron from 1971, and I had the the guys over at uh, Solid Six be on that show. Um, it's just been a real fun kind of summer, kind of just getting other people's voices out there that maybe the people, the six people who are listening to my show who don't listen to any other podcast. Because <laughs> uh, it's a lot, like a lot of people I know who listen to my show listen to all these other shows that I brought on. And it's like, yeah, you know, it was it was the best one I think I like I, I've loved all the shows I've done so far because it's been nice to have everybody together and kind of pick different subjects and different things but the you know my the whole meatballs thing was kind of just a, a spur of the moment thing at the beginning of July and I was just like mm-hmm. let me put out some let me ask some people um, and I realized that with that episode that I that how I did it was probably not the best way I probably should have asked hey who wants to do what because if you listen to it 
Um, my friend Dan Bundick was a big fan of two. You're not a big fan of two. And I made you do two. Uh, and like everybody, everybody except for like uh, Parker Bowman, a junk food dude, was the only one who was like really like gung ho about talking about the film he had. Yeah. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm planning on doing the Elsa She Wolf of the SS films at some point, uh, hopefully in November uh, for Thanksgiving. Because, you know, when you think about family and being around the dinner table, you think of Elsa She Wolf for the SS. I always, um, yeah. I mean, when I think about family, I think about Nazis. Yes. Yes. Yeah, especially you know, sex camp, torture dungeon movies. Um, so I'm slowly asking people um, to join to be on that, and I've been well, pretty much just about genocide. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> and I've been pretty much just going, hey, it's open wide. If you want to pick whatever film you pick, you pick. So I have two people already who pretty much put their names on do two different films because they they love them so much. I was like, all right, that's perfect. Instead of like how I did with this one, where it's just like I just kind of I didn't blindly. I kind of was just like I want these four people to do it, and I'm just gonna pick like whatever films. <laughs> and I was like, shit, because <laughs> it's like, but it came out really well. I think it was yeah. one of the funner episodes. Um, but yeah, and I think the next thing I'm doing for my podcast is I'm continuing my look at Robert Downey Sr.'s films. Um, with uh, I did one have a 60s film, but they one of his 70s films, and the next one would be on his the three films he directed in the 80s. Um, oh. and it's kind of an ongoing thing I've been working on ever since he passed away last year. Um, mm-hmm. and that can be found at motionpicturemassacre.wordpress.com. You heard the trail, my, my new promo, thanks to my, my friend Mike Justice. Um, that you got to hear earlier on the show, which I'm very happy you played. <laughs> he, he's going to be very. He, he, I sent that to him when he was finished, and he was he was very happy with it. And I was like, "Yeah, it's going to probably get played in a couple of shows." He's like, oh, "That's great." <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. He's going to be at one. He's going to be very. He's going to be very amused by it, and also probably uh, probably embarrassed when he actually hears it on the podcast. So I can't. I can't wait for that. <laughs> Well, yeah, when, when when he connects it to a low rent podcast like this one, I can oh, see yeah. shame what will, oh. will, will drop. You know, yeah. <laughs> low rent. Okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, always a pleasure to have you on, Vaughn. Thank you yeah. for coming on. Yeah, uh, late, yeah, uh, Lady Lee. Uh, you can find me at Mighty Tiny All Star um, on Instagram, mm-hmm. where I post updates of the podcast. Yes. That is all. <laughs> oh no, no shit! God damn it! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what did the cat knock down? She knocked over my mirror. Oh, oh did it? Did it break? No. Okay, good. It, it fell into a cat, a cat tree, but I uh, I have to put it on the door, and I haven't had a chance yet. So I was leaning against the bookshelf that I have there, and it's been there forever. She hasn't touched it, but all of a sudden she's like, "Hey, I want to play with the flag," and she pushes the mirror down. God. <laughs> Her cat's a fucking menace. But, uh, <laughs> I can tell. My cat's yeah. dumb. She's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can find us at uh, They Must Be Destroyed on site, tmbdos.podbean.com. They Must Be Destroyed on site on Facebook. All, all those good fucking places. Just, you know, just look for it. You'll, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. so proud. You'll either, you'll either find George Romero, Dawn of the Dead, or you'll find us. That's, that's, kind of the, uh, the the thing these days um but yeah uh again thank you vaughn thank you lee thank you all for listening thank you and we'll be back when we're back goodbye
Listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on site. For further episodes of this podcast, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and pretty much any podcatcher that you can find. Thank you. Drive through.